This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Authorities found an email from Chad Daybell to Lori Daybell. It contained a PDF copy of a special blessing called a patriarchal blessing. And this blessing was for Alex Cox, Lori's brother and her protector. According to authorities, they describe a patriarchal blessing as a blessing that is used in the Mormon faith to provide inspired direction from the Lord. And according to churchofjesuschrist.org, it says a patriarchal blessing is every worthy baptized member is entitled to receive a patriarchal blessing which provides inspired direction from Heavenly Father. Patriarchal blessings also include a declaration of a person's lineage in the house of Israel. As a person studies his or her patriarchal blessing and follows the counsel it contains, it will provide guidance, comfort, and protection. Now, this letter was written on November 24th, 2019, two days before the welfare check on JJ, a week before Alex got married to Zulema in Vegas, and three weeks before Alex Cox's death. Now, authorities found Chad's special blessing in Alex's truck as well. It was in the middle console between the front passenger and the driver's seats. More on the 24th of November. This day, Lori and Chad visited this storage unit as well in Rexburg for the last time, and they leave items belonging to JJ and Tylee. Now back to the letter. It begins with the date, November 24th, and it also has Chad's title. It says Patriarch Chad Daybell. Now the definition, according to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, says a patriarch is an office in the Melchizedek priesthood. A patriarch is ordained to give special blessings called patriarchal blessings to worthy members of the church. The blessing is recorded and is retained by the church. Fathers as patriarchs of their homes may also give special blessings to their wife and children, but those blessings are generally not recorded or retained by the church. Now, if we rewind time a little bit and we go to Julie Rowe, I know, I know, but we're going to talk about her just for a minute here. She said she distanced herself from Chad Daybell because she said that his beliefs evolved into something totally off base. And she said he thinks that he has some kind of priesthood authority or sealing power that has been given to him to perform ordinances that one day will be on the earth but are not now and he has no business messing with any of this. So we know that Chad Daybell and Lori went off the rails, right? But he already puts in this blessing that he's the patriarch and he's the man. So he's positioning himself, you know, to be the leader. Let's read the letter. Alexander Lamar Cox, on this special day, I lay my hands upon your head to give you a patriarchal blessing as a member of the Church of the Firstborn, of which you have earned the privilege to be a member. I do so by the power of the Melchizedek priesthood that I hold, and in the name of Jesus Christ our Savior, who has authorized this blessing and is grateful you are receiving it as you move forward in your life. Now, Melchizedek priesthood, it says there are in the church two priesthoods, the Melchizedek and the Aaronic. And the Melchizedek priesthood, which is 
um, after the order of the Son of God is the greater one of the two. It holds the right of presidency and has power and authority over all the offices in the church. It says it also holds the keys of all the spiritual blessings of the church. Men in the church must be worthy Melchizedek priesthood holders in order to receive the temple endowment and be sealed to their families for eternity. They have the authority to administer to the sick and give special blessings to family members and others. It says, when a man receives the Melchizedek priesthood, he enters into an oath and covenant of the priesthood. He covenants to be faithful, magnify his calling, give diligent heed to the words of eternal life, and live by every word that proceedeth forth from the mouth of God. Those who keep this covenant will be sanctified by the Spirit and receive all that the Father hath. Now, back to the letter says, you are a member of the house of Israel of, as part of the 12 tribes, and you are a descendant of Joseph through the tribe of Ephraim. This grants you many blessings, particularly of spreading the gospel in these latter days and protecting and preserving those who seek to learn the truth. That has been your mission on this earth, and it will now expand in ways that we will discuss further in this blessing. So to further complicate things, there is this talk about descendant of Joseph through the tribe of Ephraim. There's something called the 10 lost tribes of Israel, and one of them is called Ephraim. And these were named after the sons of a bunch of people. So one of the sons of Joseph is called Ephraim, and that was one of the tribes that was named after him. And what I have here, it says, Ephraim, one of the 12 tribes of Israel that in biblical times comprised the people of Israel who later became the Jewish people. The tribe was named after one of the younger sons of Joseph, himself a son of Jacob. After the death of Moses, Joshua and Ephraimite led the Israelites into the promised land and assigned territory to each of these 12 tribes. Members of his tribe settled in the fertile hilly region of central Palestine. They gradually gained great power for the Ephraimites acted as hosts to the tribal assemblies and had within their borders such religiously important centers as Shiloh and Bethel. So that's what Chad's talking about. He goes on to say, I want to begin by opening up the portals of time, going back to your previous creations on which you've lived. Remember all the probations. I see you on the third creation as a valiant warrior fighting for truth and righteousness, always seeking to do what is right. Then you were selected by the Savior himself to be part of the fourth creation. So that's the next uh, probation. Great warriors were needed in that creation. Powerful goddesses, such as Lori, needed to be protected and you were selected to help protect your sister. You helped her in numerous probations as a defender. You have a special bond with her even from the pre-mortal world. You connected there and as she grew in power, you were right there beside her, always with a humble heart. You both were so humble. Now we heard Lori even talking about being a warrior. Um, one of the recordings, I can't find it. I'm sure I'll be able to find it once I go through my 5,000 different pages of stuff. But she did talk about being a warrior. And we know, of course, that Al always defended Lori and he was her protector. And so Chad's obviously saying that in numerous worlds or probations, I should say, numerous lives, you were a defender. He says, after you have been exalted into the fourth creation, you could have gone on to exaltation with Holly as a resurrected being. That's the new name for Zulema. However, you accepted the Savior's invitation to come to this mortal realm one more time in the fifth creation to condescend as a God to help us. I think he meant descend. 
You have already assisted us in ways that can never be repaid. But you will continue to do so as you move forward in this life. Remember, at this point, Charles Vallow's dead, Tammy Daybell's dead, J.J. Vallow's dead, and Tylee Ryan's dead. Now here I find in this paragraph, he is positioning himself again as a leader. You have already assisted us in ways that can never be repaid. This doesn't look good for Chad, and I think we might know now why John is so, um, you know, John in court. Let me know your thoughts. You were born into a family that needed you desperately with a set of parents who spoke of the gospel with their mouths but did not live it. Once again, you were reunited with your sister who needed you to survive such an environment, and in no way was it a reflection on either one of you that you lived in that home. What the heck happened in there? You were put there to help each other persevere. The lessons you learned in your youth have made you strong, powerful servants of the Lord that would not have occurred in a traditional LDS home. Now, we know a few things about their life at home or just after. Al was actually married before Zulema. It was very brief. And the woman he was married to actually came out and talked about her marriage with Al and said that there was inappropriate uh, goings on with Lori and that some really perverse stuff. I mean, she said that Lori used to hop on Al in front of everybody and like straddle him with her legs and like mimic a sexual act and like moaning and all the whole bit uh, in front of people. Just super inappropriate. We also know that Al and Lori's sister also died when they were young. And so I wonder what went on or what the stories were to Chad or what happened in this household for him to say, you know, that with a set of parents who spoke of the gospel with their mouths but did not live it. Funny that Chad's talking about that. You know what I mean. Alex also was in trouble uh, in his early 20s and he was married and then had some sort of sex addiction and also, um, basically, I'm going to say violated a young girl and then skipped town as she was underage. And so there's some weird things happening, obviously, and there's probably a lot more that we don't know. Okay, next. You had to go to great depths to achieve tremendous heights, and the fruits of those trials are beginning to be demonstrated. You were privileged to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and that was a strength to you. You learned about your Savior and grew close to Him and rekindled in some ways the connections you have always had with Him. Throughout adulthood, you have refined yourself. And I want you to know that the Savior is saying to you at this time, well done, thy soul is cleansed and all is well. Now I'm curious here, was Alex feeling remorse at this point? Was he voicing it? You know, the sounds of it is like Chad saying, you know, don't worry, all is forgiven, you know, all is okay. So I'm curious, what kind of conversations, if any, did they have after all this stuff went down? So is Chad trying to shut Alex up with this buttery letter? Let me know your thoughts below. He says, now you will begin your terrestrial phase of existence. You will be a powerful servant. I bless you with that knowledge that you will now move forward as a true warrior, not only through physical action, but through spiritual power that will be bestowed upon you. Now they talk about this terrestrial phase and 
There are three degrees of glory, they call it, or kingdoms of glory, which are the ultimate eternal dwelling place for nearly all who lived on earth after they are resurrected from the spirit world. So according to Joseph Smith, he had a vision, and according to this vision, he says all people will be resurrected and at the final judgment will be assigned to one of three degrees of glory called the celestial, the terrestrial, and the telestial kingdoms. It also says a small number of individuals who commit the unpardonable sin will not receive a kingdom of glory, but will be banished to outer darkness with Satan, where they will be sons of perdition. The word terrestrial derives from a Latin word meaning earthly. If you haven't seen my Secret Society video, please check that right here or down below because there's a whole other world that sounds like these guys are in. Now, according to Doctrine and Covenants section 76, those who will inhabit the terrestrial kingdom include those who lived respectably, but were blinded by the craftiness of men and thus rejected to fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ when it was presented to them. It says, ultimately, the kingdom of glory, either the celestial or the terrestrial, received by those who accept the testimony of Jesus will be based on God's knowledge of whether they would have received it with all their hearts as manifested by their works and the desire of their hearts. Those who inherit the terrestrial kingdom receive of the presence of the Son, but not the fullness of the Father says Joseph Smith taught that translated beings, we've heard that before, abide in the terrestrial kingdom until they are judged at the final judgment after which they will enter into the celestial kingdom. Now, a translated being is what Lori says she was or is, depending maybe what's going on in jail right now. And translation refers to being physically changed by God from a mortal human being to an immortal human being. A person that has been translated is referred to as a translated being. A translated being is akin to a resurrected person with the exception that a translated being has never died and has a body with less power than a resurrected being. People who are translated are said to have a terrestrial body and people who are resurrected are said to have a celestial body. But all the terms also refer to the three degrees of the resurrected being, as I mentioned. Next. I bless you with the knowledge that through marriage, you will be united with a partner who will match your powers and complement your strengths. Remember, this is right before, a week before Zulema and Alex got married in Vegas. It says, you will be known throughout the world for your good heartedness and your willingness to save souls. You will travel all over the world through portals and you will begin to gather the souls that come into Christ. I see you living in New Jerusalem, but more importantly, I see you as a messenger of the Lord outside New Jerusalem, where many people will gather who aren't quite ready to enter into those heavenly terrestrial gates. Now, I want to read you something from the investigation report. It's about Zulema. And it talks about the powers. Remember, Chad just said that I bless you with the knowledge that through marriage, you will be united with a partner who will match your powers and complement your strengths. This is what the investigation report says. Zulema believed that she was of multiple creations or that she had lived several lives. Chad and Lori told Zulema that she had a power to create earthquakes and storms and she would often text them and ask if she had been responsible for earthquakes, including an earthquake in Chile shortly after her visit there. Chad would always confirm that she was responsible for the earthquakes and tell her she's doing good work. 
Again, leadership position for Chad. Chad praised Zulema for her efforts in preparing the earth for the second coming. Zulema was also under the belief that she was being protected by an angel called Porcius, who is the deceased president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, David O. McKay. Zulema would visit the Gilbert, Arizona temple daily to do work and further their efforts to prepare earth. Afterwards, Zulema would text Chad and Lori about the portals she opened while in the temple. Zulema would text Chad and Lori about visions she had and ask Chad what they meant, and she would ask Chad to check on people that were close to her and her family. Chad would often label men as darks. Zulema was told by Chad that a man she was dating was dark and was placing cages around her. Zulema ended her relationship with that man and was later told by Chad that he was told by God that she was to marry Alex Cox and moved to Rexburg, Idaho, which never happened. Alex ended up skipping town and going and living with her. That's the same weekend of the Thanksgiving weekend and when they got married in Vegas, end of November. Alex and Zulema began communicating through text message and phone calls and visited each other several times before getting married on November 28, 2019 in Las Vegas. When they returned to Arizona, Alex stayed with Zulema and did not return to Rexburg. Now, one more thing, it doesn't mention when Alex started talking to Zulema or when they started dating. Remember though, Melanie Boudreaux at the time, she actually said, oh yeah, Al and Zulema were dating for quite some time before we got married and we all call BS along with a lot of lies that does come out of Melanie's mouth and we've proved that right. Now, one more thing about powers because there's some text between Zulema and Alex and it's about Tylee. On September the 2nd, right when Al and Lori and JJ and Tylee moved to Rexburg, Alex says to Zulema, pretty good considering the dark portal we brought with us. Zulema puts question mark. Alex says, Tylee. And he says, can you call a tornado for a single person? And Zulema says, tornado? Hmm, maybe an inner tornado. Alex says, inner is good. Zulema says, I think you guys will be led to deal with the dark one when it's time. Alex says, agreed. And Zulema says, it's true. And then the next day, Alex sends Zulema a picture of a rifle with a scope and says he's at the range. And then on the 8th, Alex tells Zulema that he's at Yellowstone with Lori and the kids, and that's the last time anybody's seen Tylee again. Thought you'd like that little bit of info. Next, one of your missions will be to go among the people and testify as a prophet that they can make it. You will share your own experiences of overcoming adversity, and through your example, they will rise up. You will give tremendous blessings to them and raise their vibrations and be like a brother to many of these fathers who have doubts. They will look to you as a hero and you will bring entire families who have been sanctified to the gates of New Jerusalem where they will be allowed in the city based on your word. That will be one of the many wonderful experiences you will have. Holy moly, the manipulation is high, Batman. I see you in other assignments across the world, always serving as a missionary. With your companion, you will communicate with Mother Earth herself. You will know where to be before natural disasters happen so that you can be on location to protect key church leaders and to preserve those who should survive. I see you gathering little children in your arms, saving them from floodwaters. I see a collage of moments that await you in this life, rescuing the pure and innocent and leading them to safety in dozens of instances. 
You will be looked upon as an angel on earth. You will literally glow to those who are allowed to see your true self. And those mortals who aren't allowed to see that glow will still know by the spirit the great power you possess. This to me is making up, it, this is my own opinion, for JJ and Tylee. And I don't know what conversation again they had, but I'm wondering uh, about this and if he is using this. Let me know your thoughts, what do you think this uh, means or the reason why he's putting that in. After many years of service, as the second coming approaches, you will know when it is time to move to the other side of the veil. One day, your spirit will leave this body that has served you well and you will be greeted by the Savior himself. You will already know him, but that reunion will take place on a greater plane. The vibration you will feel at that time will exceed all others. After a day or two, you will be raised up and resurrected. So when the Savior does return, you will be right at the front of that amazing team of angels who will sweep the earth much like described in the book, The Renewed Earth. Have you read it? Let me know. It will bring you great joy to help Mother Earth transition to a terrestrial realm and burn away telestial refuse. At the time, you and Holly, Zulema, will still have assignments on Earth temporarily. Then you will move forward to higher realms. She is already preparing a world for you two. And you will be able to form an eternal family with eternal posterity on that earth. The glory will then just continue for you on and on for eternity. I wonder if Chad knew he was going to die. You know what I'm saying? I bless you at this time with strength, power, and dominion over the callings you will receive. You are part of a very special team of people that are moving toward translation and transfiguration. And the Lord will be with you at all times. That's that translating being stuff. You will be a patriarch in your own home, and you will give blessings similar to this one. Your veil will be essentially gone. You will be able to see into the past and the future and will share with people great knowledge and truth. It's interesting here too, he talks about uh, you will be able to see into the past and the future. There is something called a seer stone, and it, was, it has to do with Joseph Smith. It says, Joseph Smith taught that a white stone is given to each of those who come into the celestial kingdom, whereon is a new name written, which no man knoweth save he that receiveth. This is a white stone which will become the Urim and Thummim to the recipient. And that's what the, it's a seer stone. I bless you with protection throughout your mortal life. You now have nine angels assigned to you who watch you from all sides. You have a great mission to fulfill. I bless you with a strong protection against Satan and his followers, including Lucifer, Cain, and anyone else who seeks to oppose you. You will feel a new vitality and strength and you will use your priesthood to defend against them. Hence the zombie talk and you know, so that's everything bad and dark and that's where Alex has to protect, you know, the princess warrior. I close this patriarchal blessing assuring you that you will rise to eternal glory, that you will have an eternal family, and that your exaltation is assured through your faithfulness. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Now, the celestial kingdom is the highest form of that three degrees of glory that I was talking about before. 
It's said that the celestial kingdom will be the residence of those who have been righteous, accepted the teachings of Jesus Christ, and lived up to all the required ordinances and covenants. Individuals may accept and receive these ordinances and covenants during their mortal lives. For those who did not have the opportunity while living, they will have the opportunity in the post-mortal spirit world, where they can accept ordinances performed on their behalf by LDS church members in temples. All children who die before the age of eight automatically inherit the celestial kingdom without the reception of ordinances. The celestial kingdom is the permanent residence of the God and Father of Jesus Christ. Looking back at this whole blessing, there's some very interesting information and info in it, in my opinion. It makes Chad Daybell look even more like a leader and the mastermind in this whole mess, don't you think? He positions himself as a leader. He talks about it and manipulates Alex in the letter. And what's interesting is he sends a copy to Lori. I mean, I find it interesting. They're married already. They live together. You know, why email it? I do wonder the date of the email because it wasn't mentioned in the authorities' write-up. It just said that this is the date, but they found a copy of the PDF sent from Chad to Lori. I mean, was she proofing it? Now, something also caught my eye in this whole thing other than, well, there's several things, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's his use of words where he said, they have the authority to administer to the sick. Talking about being the patriarch. Now, Alex died on December 12th, 2019, a day after Tammy Daybell was exhumed. And three weeks after, the letter was written to Alex. So it just seems as though he prepped Alex for what was to come. Like, here you are, you lived all these lives, you're moving forward into this world and you're going to basically no longer be here and you're going to rise and be with Jesus. So it seems like he was prepping him for the, you know, immortal world. And even saying that his soon-to-be wife is preparing them to move on as well. And Chad Daybell gave Alex Cox a blessing over the phone the day Alex died. And what still has me curious is what kind of basket was Zulema asking Alex to make the day he died? Nothing has been mentioned since that day. And I do wonder if we'll ever find out about that because I think there's something to that. A wife is asking the husband to make a holiday basket. He says, sure, is that code? What's in the basket and who was it for? Something I'd really love to know. 
Let me know your thoughts. Now, even though I say that Chad's the leader, that doesn't mean Lori wasn't the leader as well. I'm just saying the way he's positioned himself with his hit list, AKA his darkened like rubric, and now this blessing comes out and he's positioning himself as this patriarch and, you know, bless you, my child, you're a big warrior. And even though all these things, all is forgiven, you'll move on, you'll rise above and you'll be a hero. And thank you for being a hero for Princess Warrior, Lori. Let me know your thoughts below. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share this out where you can. Thank you so much for watching. See you in the next video. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.